everyone this week on definitive breaks here at radio Karam, you wanted the best you got the best the hottest kiss fans in the world The Ludlow brothers, Darren and Anthony, are here. Hi, guys. Hi, Tina. Hi, Tina. I have known Darren and Anthony for almost 40 years um, as neighbours and friends, but most of all as KISS fans. So, welcome to the show, guys. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I know. I'm so excited, you know, to have you here. So, um, tell me, um, the end of the world... No, the end of the road tour. Are you all excited that Kiss is in town? Tell me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As Jean would say. Oh. We, we are because it's been a bit of a long wait uh, with COVID and, and Paul Stanley uh, have to, having to have an operation on his voice. So it's been... Uh, Did he? It's been cancelled uh, two or three times. So we're finally glad that uh, it's here. We first brought these tickets in 2018. That's Did you? how long ago. We've been oh, waiting. Wow. So, oh. So the tour started back in, what, 2009, 2019, didn't it? Like the actual tour started in 2019. Yeah, but the tickets for mm. um, Australia um, went on sale in 2018, mm-hmm. uh, about 12 months prior to the um, uh, the Australian tour, which was cancelled yep. in November 2019. Yeah. I hear it's going to be like the biggest and best, you know, Kiss show ever. Um, you know, it's had incredible reviews. So, are you excited? We oh. definitely are. Definitely are, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're, we're um, over the moon that they've finally come to, you know, Australia. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's uh, exciting because we've been Kiss fans, well. Since day dot. Well, since about 1970. Around 77, I would think. Okay. So um, I have to ask you, music is not like, you know, a footy team or a soccer team where you just have one affiliation. Um, You can listen to different bands. So what's so special about Kiss that there's, you know, this infatuation with them? Tell me. (laughs) I'll let Darren speak Go, Darren. Uh, I think, um, listen, I just like the theatrics, you know, that's – yeah, well, that was one of the things I think that when, when I, um, yeah, when I first brought a Kiss album like Kiss Alive Two, and I opened it up, and I was like, "What the hell? Who the hell are these guys?" You know, like there's Pyro and and uh, you know Flames mm-hmm. and uh, spitting, spitting fire. blood yeah. and fire. So uh, it was something different, and um, I think that's what attracted me to them that they were different to other bands. Uh-huh. You know, there was bands like you know, Alice Cooper and things like that, but um, I think that um, that that difference um, attracted me to to them because, yeah, have a look at me. I'm different, 
You know? Yeah, you are. <laughs> so I like different things. What about you, Anthony? So very, very, very similar. Because um, Kiss Alive 2 was the, the album that, um, you know, we are both pretty young then. Um, I can't sit here and work out the, the figures, but we were pretty young. But that just opening that album and, and seeing the flames and the pyro and, mm-hmm. and they're on levitating platforms. and um, But I'm probably more, like, I like the theatrics, but... The, the music as well because mm-hmm. the music resonates like and has resonated with me throughout my life. Um, yeah, I love the shows. Like seeing probably the albums other than the live albums don't really do them justice until you actually see them in concert. But um, I would actually, yeah, I would actually say that the the music even in the period where they actually didn't wear makeup which was from 1983 mm-hmm. through to back through to 1996 they they actually um released one of their best albums which was revenge in 1992 so so once again the yeah the the pyro and the flames and gene spitting blood and breathing fire that's all um that's all fantastic and it adds to the show mm-hmm. but but um Above all, yeah, the music is, is something I, I really um, have enjoyed for 40 years. Yeah, it was that attract that, that, you know, all the, the glam, I suppose, that attracted me to it. But yeah, like you said, their music, you know, if you, you listen to a, a track from, um, you know, their first um, album, uh, it's, it's as fresh as, you know, you could, you could hear it on the radio today. Mm-hmm. So the music has stand. Has stood the test of time, and um, and even when they did take up off, off the makeup, that album that Anthony just mentioned, Revenge, is an um, that's a magnificent album. Do they do any acoustic sessions? They have. Yeah. They did. They did a show uh, in '96, which uh-huh. was uh, MTV Unplugged. So that actually was basically a lead into uh them putting the makeup back on so um and that was the the actual mtv unplugged uh show was really good they released a cd and all that sort of stuff but um it sort of built from there because the original guys peter chris and ace freely joined the existing revenge lineup at uh-huh. that time and and then they basically uh got to Sorry, got got to uh, got, yeah. They basically got um, the other four originals together, and yeah. and it was sort of said that people were just uh, coming at them, or promoters were coming at them, and and with an open checkbook and saying, you know, look, if you guys got back together, this is how much we'd uh, mm-hmm. we'd pay you for a show, and yeah, and and it just went from there. Okay, so how many times have you seen them? Would you say? Uh, well, the first time was in 1980 at uh, Fairfield Park in Waverley, and um, the last time we saw them was in 2015. And between that period, um, well, gee, I, I can't even remember how many times we've seen them. We've seen them every time they've come out. Yeah. Like if they've played multiple shows, mm-hmm. we've seen them. Like. You know, they're playing three shows in Melbourne um, uh, this Saturday, Sunday and next Tuesday, Mm -hmm. the 23rd of August. Um, And we're going to all shows. So, um, 
Yeah. Just give me a number. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. How many times? 15, 20? How oh, many times? I, I'd say over, okay. over 20 times in Australia. Okay. Yes. Mm. So, and what's the difference between now and when they were younger? Like, are they just going through the motions or is it just like, you know, watching a Kiss tribute act or is it the adrenaline still there or are they still good to watch? That's what I want to know. I think uh, they they watching them now, watching them when we saw them in 1980. I don't think like this. Well, the stage show has changed somewhat, but um, because they're not un, what you would put as a normal band, um, because they put the face paint on, they yeah, because they put the face paint on, they they look. Uh, exactly the same. So, um, and the music they play, they're playing stuff from the seventies mm-hmm. as well. So, I don't think they're going through the motions. And I think, and and there's a bit of a difference of opinion out there with different Kiss fans. But I mm-hmm. think if they had the existing members, uh, sorry, the original members of the band uh, in Peter, Chris, and Ace Frehley, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be here today. They they everything would have finished. Uh, you know, maybe 20 years ago or even more, just straight after the reunion tour. Um, and I, and I, I still think, you know, the albums they released since then, such mm-hmm. as uh, Monster and Sonic Boom, are two albums that come to mind. They were still good albums. Um, and I think in years to come, as such a, some of their earlier albums would be, they would be viewed as, as uh, you know, good songs. Mm-hmm. So how old were you when you um, discovered them? So how old were you? So in 1977, I was 11. Really? Mm. Yeah. It's about nine, yeah. Okay. And how old were you when you um, bought your first Kiss album? So, yeah. So, yeah. Same, uh, age. same, same age. So, yeah. Mm. Okay. So what was the moment when, you know, you fell in love with the band? What was that moment when you thought, this it, is it? So what what it was was we, there used to be a record shop in Chelsea called uh, yes. Oaks Records. We used to I don't know how we used <laughs> to know the the lady that actually ran the, yep. the record shop. So we used to go there all the time and we'd buy you know we even though we're little kids we might buy singles you know. Were you in Chelsea before you came? We to lived live? in mm. we lived in Blantyre Avenue Did in Chelsea. Did you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So we've always grown grew up, up around grew up in, around this area. There so, you so, go. Yeah. And, and I think uh, just one day, I'm not sure, I think there, there might have been a promotion at that time. In 1977, they had uh, a Kiss Alive 2 album cover. And, yeah, they basically, from there, that's, uh, I suppose from the, the front of it, if you looked at Gene Simmons, you'd think you're looking at a horror movie or something like that. But just basically from there, that's, I suppose when I saw them, I sort of thought, oh, what's this? Mm-hmm. But then when I listened to it, uh, listen to the album and then going back and listening to Kiss Alive One, it's it's to me it was like you were there. You mm-hmm. could you could if you had the stereo turned up loud enough, you could hear you know you could feel the the pyro going off, mm-hmm. the flame shooting in the air, uh, Gene Simmons breathing fire and flying through the air oh and stuff God. like that. So. I, I remember buying um, a Kiss show bag from the show from from the Royal Melbourne show, and I remember having a Kiss T-shirt. <laughs> When I was little, um, yeah, you would have had the the kiss show bag. They had the kiss choker in it, the kiss yeah. mask. And you, when? Uh, what about you? When you discovered them, when that moment dropped? I don't know when that moment was. You were influenced I, by your brother. 
Well, he did influence me with some things, but I don't think it was that. But okay. but I, I think after the 1980 concert at Fairfield Park, that's when I thought, you know, this, yeah, this band's mm-hmm. huge, and it was what they called Kisteria oh. in Australia in that period. I, okay. I, I did influence him in regards to I actually taught him how to breathe fire. So get out of here! Oh yeah, did he did you? do that. Did yeah, you? I set some sheets on fire. <laughs> Yeah. In the garage, in, in the our garage. old garage, he mm. actually what? started a fire. Okay. I started a fire, yeah. Okay. So he did influence me in that way, yeah. All right. Uh, Mark, it's Witch from Spiderbait here. Uh, are, are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Uh, are you Are you talking to me? No. What I said is, are you talking to me? <laughs> well, I'm the only one here, so who the hell are you talking to? Are you talking to me? Listen in every Thursday night at 6pm. Okay, we're back. So, have you had, um, what's been your favourite Kiss tour or show? Tell me. That's like asking who your favourite child is. Oh, really? Okay. Look, 1980 was was great because it was our first Kiss show. However... um, when we were we were at Waverley and there was forty thousand people there, mm-hmm. and we were in the grandstand at Waverley, um, so I think after seeing that show from there, we thought the show was fantastic. But then we thought um, if we're going to go to any other shows, whether they be Kiss shows or or anyone else, um, we don't want to be up the back. Mm-hmm. We want to be up the front. So um, you know, experiencing. Uh, the concerts from right at the stage, um, you know, getting, I suppose, or not having had blood spat all over me, I can, I can tell you that. You have? But, no, I haven't. I haven't. But you wish? No, no, no. Is it pig's but, blood? Uh, what is it? I think no, it wouldn't be. It, I think it's, it's like just artificial. That, it's, it is the yeah, artificial capsule yeah. sort of thing. I'm sure it's got flavour too. Um, but but like you know the confetti, the cannon, yeah, yeah. stuff that that all goes all over you. But um, just I suppose just being you know feeling the heat of the flames and oh. and when Gene Simmons mm. breathes fire and just uh, look probably we're we're actually going to do it a little bit different this time. We're actually Why? going just probably looking at it from a. A different perspective because every time we've seen them since 1980, we've been up the front. Mm-hmm. Um, so this time, where the, the last concert we'll see, which is on the Tuesday, we've actually got seats to the side of the stage, so oh. we'll just probably see a little bit more than we would if we were, you know, right at their feet. Okay. Can I just tell you a quick story? Oh. Um, just a very, oh. very quick story because uh, you're talking about blood, <laughs> right? When we were younger, oh. we used to do Kiss concerts. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we would perform at school or uh-huh. we'd perform at a mate's house and yeah. he had this big deck and we'd charge people to get in and all really? this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. True story. So anyway, we had this one on Saturday night. We prepared for it. We spray painted every like everything, all our equipment and, um, you know, all our arm pads and that. And I, then I was playing um, the role of Gene Simmons, so I spat the blood out, oh. you know, and then... All of a sudden, um, you know, later on in the show, um, uh, he throws Anthony throws some of his um, costume out, and because um, uh, it was so, because it was so, because um, it was so uh, like um, heavy, it was so heavy. Um, because it was so heavy, what would happen is uh, 
you hit basically it hit the ki- a kid on the head and this kid started bleeding. Oh what! So we uh, at the end of the concert, well the end of the show, we go inside and uh, the the um, the kid's mother that whose house it was. Mm-hmm. Said, your kids are never bloody doing this again. Oh, uh, they all they all thought it was the blood from me that I oh, spat wow. out, but it was him who threw the he threw his arm pad out, hit a kid on the head, and cracked his head open. Oh my goodness! So it was a, it was a, it was worth the show. So yeah, it was a great show, show that one. Um, I just wanted to ask, like I know you've met them a few times. Can you tell me some of your um, experiences with Kiss? Go. Yeah. Sure. You go first. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. I'm I'm looking at Darren. Darren's looking at me. Uh, so some of the experiences. Um, I, I suppose Tell some me. of them are, are, are surreal. So so the first time uh, first time I actually spoke to Gene Simmons, we went to what was called a Kiss convention, which was in '96 at the uh, Hilton Hotel in Melbourne. And at the time, it was $100 a ticket, and we thought, geez, you know, that's expensive. But you've got to spend the whole day there. They had, like, almost like a Kiss Museum with things from different shows and all that sort of stuff. And it was, yeah, it was, as I said, it was a whole day sort of thing. And then they played acoustic uh, towards the end of it. And But then it was a bit of a free-for-all because they were meant to have an autograph session at the end. And um, I handed Gene Simmons the the program from the convention, mm-hmm. and basically the first words I said to him were, uh, "Thanks, Gene," and he said, "You're welcome." <laughs> so that, that that was the first words I ever spoke to him. But then we've done meet and greets since that, and we have got to to actually speak with them as just a normal person. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the one of the times um, Gene Simmons was playing his daughter's his daughter's actually. Uh, singer mm-hmm. and she, she recorded uh, some music and he was actually playing the music which hadn't been, yet been released and he was actually allowing us to have a listen to it um, what oh. about yeah, you? yeah well that was yeah he was we were having a conversation with him he was getting us to listen to it um, and I was actually uh, I actually played the music on my phone to him of Sophie's and uh and he was listening and he was talking about it, saying, well, you know, this is going to be released, an album's going to be released, and then my mate rang. Oh. So the music cut off. And oh, no. And he started talking to another fan. But my experiences, I've had, uh, yeah, there's a time when he did this um, uh, tour called Speaking With Tongues. Yes. So that was at the Palais, um, where basically he was talking about, you know, the, the kiss industry and and his life and things like that. And um, this was in about 2002. And after that show, we he, he said he'd come out and see everyone. So you wait in the foyer and everyone waited. Um, and he signed for every person that was there. Mm-hmm. He signed something for. And when it got to my, um, my turn, uh, I said to him... Uh, Oh, listen, um, I I um, subscribed to your magazine uh, called Tongue. Yeah. And uh, he said... Uh, <laughs> was it called he said, Tongue? Oh, yeah, yeah it was called Tongue. Called yeah, tongue. yeah. Uh, no longer okay. exists. But I said, I, I subscribed to your magazine. All I got was an empty envelope. Uh, and he, and I said, there was no magazine in it. And, and I said, is there anything you can do about it? And, <laughs> Just then and there. And he said... 
because everyone else is just getting a signature and moving on, and I'm I'm holding up the line, and he's going, "When did this happen?" And I told him, and and he said, "Listen, go onto my website, go onto the contact, send send an email to me, and I'll make sure it gets sorted out." And as I was talking to him, I was sort of wasn't looking, I was looking down and that, and he goes, "Now look me in the eye, right? Stare at me." Yeah. I was staring at him, and he goes, "Now look." Look eye to eye. That's <laughs> how we look and that's how we make an agreement. Oh, wow. I'll get this sent to you. And anyway, so I sent an email and then I uh, got an email back saying it's on its way and we'll see her in in Melbourne um, for the Kiss uh, Symphony. And, um, and uh, yeah, I got it. So that was, that was one uh, experience I had. And the next night after that, I went to a 40th birthday at Crown Casino. And uh, as I'm walking out of the toilet, he walks in. Oh, my goodness. So yeah. I got him to sign the birthday card um, to the guy who I was, Larry, who I was having a, uh, I was having a fortieth birthday. Was that in the toilet? Uh, it was on the. It was at the, at the cubicle actually. Okay. Oh yeah. wow! Is that? Did around? Well, I had to help him because you know he was signing something, so his oh, wow. hands were full. If you get where I'm coming oh. from. So they're quite loyal to their fans. Yeah, and I'll Most just I'll just tell you this: in 2019, when Kiss toured, yeah. we spent three hours with Gene uh, at the Park Royal uh, at the airport mm-hmm. with about I don't know about 20, 25, oh, mate, 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 maybe um, maybe twenty people. Uh, people, three hours. He was generous with his signed things. Um, spoke to us. We got photos taken. Um, he played us. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, was it Yoko Ono? Yes, singing. Yes, or trying to sing. Um, trying to sing, and everyone gathered around and watched. Um, but it was just a, it was just a great experience. That and then, well. and then he signed um, Anthony's back. Wow. Um, and uh, after that, uh, we spent about two and a half hours walking around the city trying to find a tattoo parlor. And. Oh, he got it. So he got oh, it. He got it. You'll have to show me. Got the signature. <laughs> yeah. I will. I will. Oh. Not, not, not visual yeah. on radio, but uh, yes, yeah. I will. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. I'm sure the listeners would love to see it too, Lutz. Oh, so what would be like the standout album, do you think? To, to me, it would have to be their live albums, um, which is obviously uh, a combination of, you know, different from different albums and different periods um right at the moment they're in the midst of releasing um what are they call um from from the soundboard so what they they're doing is releasing their own bootleg series um of, of different songs from different periods but but probably it would it would have to be uh the i would say the live albums mm-hmm. um Although, having said that, um, as I mentioned before, that they, they, they released an album without makeup on in 1992, which was called Revenge, which was probably one of their heaviest albums, but also um, one of their one of their best and probably one of their most critically acclaimed ones. I think my one of my favourites is their original album, mm-hmm. the original Kiss album. It's got some great great tunes on it, uh, and probably one of my favourites is. Um, Cold Gin. Uh, have you heard that song before? No. Go. Well, Shoot. I think you should listen. Have a quickie. I Go. think you should listen. Oh, yeah. Ooh, 
bad. <laughs> not bad. It's a <laughs> no, great it's nice. tune. It's good. It's good. Um, what do you th- so well? I was going to ask you why do you think they're so successful? Why they've been so successful? Why? Um, I think it's probably a combination of things. Mm. Combination of. Uh, the, they're different. They're different. I, well, I think they're, they're different. So I think probably first of all, well, to me, first of all, the music, then the visual sort of show, but also, um, the, the, like they sort of said, they wanted to be what you know they a band that they a never band that they'd never, never seen, saw, before. seen before. So yeah, yeah. So to me, to me, the but music, but also they probably you hear had that beer opening. Yes, no, okay. no. where did that come from? But, yeah, but but <laughs> probably the their business now. So although they've um, although they've you know they've been around for forty years, and you know these days bands might be lucky to last a, f- a couple of years. Um, so so they've I think they've got four thousand yeah they've probably got about four thousand license and you know they so, go, they have from uh, kiss uh, condoms uh, oh to coffin so oh they get you coming and going so really uh, that's uh, that's a that's a um, uh, you know one of their uh, or a couple of their merchandise but they but for so long they've had merchandise and I think. If you have a look, they're they're a band that doesn't release like they haven't released uh, an album for for a few not years. Not um, So, but they keep. I think their earlier songs. When you go and see them in concert, it's their earlier songs that, that they people love. Yeah, that that people I love. love and and uh, and I think I think that um, just that it uh, resonates with the fans, and then it resonates with the fans children mm-hmm. you know because mm-hmm. their their children go because our kids are going to the show on yes. saturday night yep. and they've grown up with them and it's going to be the same you're going to see the at these gigs you're going to see kids you're going to see middle-aged people and then you're going to see older people mm-hmm. a bit like and anthony older people and not like myself but that's that's true like you see you see people our age you see people older than us and plus you'll see I guarantee you'll see little kids with uh, with their faces painted, and whether that's their parents, you know, making them do that. But but you know, I have seen little kids that, or not little kids, but kids that actually enjoy enjoy the Kiss music. Um, and and my kids have grown up with it. So yeah. Um, wow. So um, can I ask, did Kiss ever do any movies like you know how the Beatles did Help? Did they ever do any movies? They did a movie called uh, Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Wow. Or uh, in Australia it was called Attack of the Phantoms. Um, it was it was initially made for TV, so in America it was shown on TV. Uh-huh. I think it was actually made by Hanna-Barbera, so the, the same people that made the Flintstones. I was going to say. Show, <laughs> but it was it look, looking back on it, it's, it's a little bit cheesy and, and the, even the band sort of uh, acknowledges that. But at the time, um, it was like you know, fans here flocked to the the movies to see it, and quite a few people obviously tuned in when it was on TV mm-hmm. in America. So yeah, yeah they were going through a few a few issues at that point. Um, like even the drummer, the drummer was in like Peter Chris was in that movie, but uh, his voice they used someone else. They used someone else's voice mm-hmm. because they were having you know. Um, they weren't getting on. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, but that is, yeah. If you get time, check it out. Mm. 
it's so uh, what did you think of the movie um, Detroit Rock City that was made in 1999? Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I read somewhere Thanks, that um, a new wave of fans became obsessed with Kiss. It, and that was, you know, it, year it, 2000. Yeah, it sort of – so the, the movie sort of tried to capture Kiss in the 70s. Um, and it was sort of like uh, rock and roll versus disco uh, at the time. So um, I, I enjoyed the movie. It was uh, it was different. It had the the guy Edward Furlong, mm-hmm. or one of the guys Edward Furlong from that was in the Terminator Two movie. Uh, and and it was as I said, it was set in the in that time frame. Um, you know, all the the merchandise you saw in the background. You know, they actually got from fans or. Or um, might have, they've actually got a warehouse in in Los Angeles full mm. of stuff that this is the band that they've collected over almost fifty years. So, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was a it was a good uh, movie. Uh, you know, about four teenage kids that mm. started off a Kiss tribute uh, band, <laughs> and they tried to see their idols in concert in yeah. uh, Detroit in nineteen seventy eight, and they're desperate to get a ticket, and um, and you know they. They even go to the extreme where they belt each other up oh, in the movie. But it's a it's a it's a, a fun movie. It's it, yeah. it actually you've got uh, Shannon Tweed, um, Jean's wife, in that movie. Oh, really? Mm. Is she still with him? She's still with him. They married oh. on first uh, of October, wow. uh, twenty twelve. And oh, you know this stuff. Oh yeah. So, are you part of the Kiss Army? Like you know the Kiss Society. You know, aren't they just all nuts? <laughs> no, I won't say that. Oh my God, uh, are you making noise? Rattling? Uh, oh, you he's are rattling kiss his army. Kiss I keys. can see car keys. They say kiss army. Okay. Yeah, they're so yeah. noisy, Anthony. Thank you. So do, do you? Do you? Um, yeah, he's got. Yeah, a, you are. He's got a. He's got a like a kiss army uniform and Have you? gets up in the morning. It's loots and marches. No, no, that's uh, incorrect. Incorrect. So our back door. Um, of our house, family house, used to back onto Anthony's bedroom window. You'd see his bedroom window and his bedroom was full of Kiss posters. I didn't actually know until the weekend when uh, I was talking to (laughs) Tina and and her family that they used to look through my window. But anyway, that's another story. But but, um, yeah, yeah, it used to be covered in... A couple of them need therapy at this point. (laughs) So um, is there variances between the concerts? Like, I mean, you're going to all of them. Like, are they exactly the same or are they different? So, what, like they'll, what they normally do is, uh, um, and I suppose we know this from sort of goings, is they'll, they'll might... Change a few songs? They'll change a few songs around. Um, like, they always play, because it was a big hit in Australia, they always play like Shandy and I Was Made For Loving You and yep. stuff like that. Um, but they'll, they'll mix some of the other songs up, so they might play... Um, you know, a song like Strutter or something, and then I like that song. Okay, oh. yeah. I just thanks, Darren. That's okay. That was, uh, yeah, yeah, that was just great stuff. Um, so, so they'll okay. they'll mix it up with a few songs. They won't change the the set list entirely, but they'll they'll mix it up with a few songs because they actually, I suppose, because they know Kiss fans and 
um, they will actually say, I can guarantee this, uh, like, 100%, is they'll actually say, okay, the people that are here tonight, who's coming tomorrow night, who's uh-huh. coming Tuesday night? So for that reason, they'll they'll mix it up a okay. little bit as well. Oh, and they'll still do all their, like, pyrotechnics and costumes and theat- Correct. theatrics, all that stuff. Yep. Wow. Um, so have they got any secret shows? Do you know if they do any of those? Mm. How do you get word? Oh. Well, it... it, it, it it's uh, part of the uh, Kiss Army Kiss secret. Army, okay, Kiss okay. Army secret code. All right. Okay. Um, so we, uh, and part of that was when Gene Simmons came out to Australia in 2019 when they were meant to tour. Um, I actually said to to Darren, oh, uh, Gene's in actually in Melbourne, and didn't believe me at all. Uh, I actually said to him, all right, let's uh, let's go and see where uh, he is he still didn't believe me mm-hmm. even when we got there he still didn't believe me and then uh, when Gene Simmons walked past him and said uh, I'm just going to grab some breakfast he actually uh, he actually almost fell out of his chair he finally believed that and that was just through like the grapevine the kiss grapevine that wow. he was there can I just say quickly that another uh, grapevine moment was when they did the kiss symphony at Telstra Dome in uh-huh. 2003 and the night before I went there with a good friend uh, David and we knew that yeah they must have to do a sound check mm-hmm. um, so we went there there was a few people there anyway I went home and then he called me and I come back I come back and uh, when I come back um, we managed to get in and watch a complete um, dress rehearsal mm of the show so it was like a two-hour show there was about 200 people in telstra dome at the the you know uh marvel stadium uh-huh. um and we watched the whole show it was it was amazing it was it was just oh, incredible you just would have been out of your mind i was cocoa bananas i would bet you were Hi, this is Matt Joe Gow, and you're listening to Radio Karam, which is local community internet radio. And uh, we were having a chat about community radio earlier and how important it is to Melbourne, how important it is to the scene here, the music scene, but also the wider community. So check out Radio Karam. Tune in. <laughs> we're back now. Do you like our commercials? Oh, I love them. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> Um, so, did any of them go solo? Like any of them? Did they any any of them release a solo album? Yeah, well, in 1978, they released four solo albums: Peter Chris, Ace Frehley, and um, Gene Simmons well, and Paul Stanley. No, the reason they released those. So, so the the reason they released those albums is um, Peter Chris and Ace Frehley. Uh, were talking about leaving the band mm-hmm. and they said because they, they wanted a, a solo career. Mm-hmm. Um, the band obviously hadn't been going for that long at that time. It had only been going for about five, six years. Um, so part of the the reasoning was, well, look, you can still release a, a solo album and still be in Kiss. So uh, on the same day, they all released their uh, the solo albums and um yeah they they did that um probably i sort of felt probably gene simmons was was the the best i was gonna ask that. but um ace freely's actually sold the best so wow because yeah. he had that classic uh song you might have heard 
New York Groove. Have you heard that song? I don't know. Oh, well. What, you yeah. want to play it for me? Well, I could play it. You could. I could play it for you. So, but um, I guess they've all feuded. Like, they were feuding. I heard that, was it, you know, Peter Chris deliberately was sabotaging, you know, his last shows and stuff before he left? Yeah, so um, what happened there was he... So, so Peter Chris... Oh, sorry. So, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons have been the, the mainstays of KISS since the 70s. Um, and... Ace Frehley and Peter Chris obviously left the band and what they did is they obviously said, look, you know, you're leaving the band. Do you want to uh, sell your um, the copyright part of your makeup? Mm-hmm. So uh, they both did that, both Peter Chris and Gene, uh, sorry, and um, Ace Frehley. Um, and what happened was when they did the reunion tour, uh, Peter Chris found out that uh, Ace Frehley was getting paid, I think, $50,000 more than him a show because um, obviously they weren't – they were on a contract. They weren't uh, part of the actual, I suppose, KISS company. It, I suppose it is a business. And, yeah, so that's the reasoning behind um, – yeah, the, the actual reasoning mm-hmm. behind Peter Chris are sort of, I suppose, what we would call here in Australia spitting the dummy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you, you did forget to mention just – on their solo albums that they have also released other solo albums. Gene Simmons oh, released so, the so, solo album Arsehole. Okay. I beg your pardon? That's what he released. Oh, and, oh did he? I thought he was talking to me. Oh. And uh, the, um, Paul Stanley has released uh, um, Live to Live Win, to win um, which is another album. And he's also released um, a, a soul album um, oh, recently. Oh, soul? Yes. Yeah. He's got it's a band called Soul Station. Um, okay. So it's completely different music than that's good. Than what a Kiss mm. fan it's good to would try be. New stuff. Yeah, would be used mm. to. Um, so masked or unmasked? That's um, once again like asking. You know, tell me. I think I'd say I, masked. I, I like masked. Yeah, masked. Yeah, yeah. What about I, you? I, I right. think masked because. Um, those characters, you could you, you would know them just about anywhere in the world. You may not know what their names are, but mm. if you see those those faces anywhere in the world, you would know that, that it's yeah that it's Kiss. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, masks yeah. for me. I I would agree with that. Although I liked the unmasked period where they where they didn't have the makeup on, I think. The, the the it just makes the show that more much more um, I suppose spectacular mm-hmm. I suppose it's probably the because they they portray those characters and you know Gene Simmons wears a, a suit that weighs twenty pounds mm. I think he, stuff like that um, you know the the, the seven inch platform heels um, all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff so so whereas they did have a Good image when they released Revenge um, in 1992, but um, I think they when they first went unmasked, they sort of lost their way a little bit and they looked like mm. you know your normal everyday run of the mill band. Yeah, okay. So um, yeah, I saw that that they put their own makeup on. If if I was making that much money, I, I'd just get a makeup artist and put it on. And he sits there and they put their own. It takes like three hours to put their own makeup on. Yeah, I'm not. Maybe they like their own time, and wouldn't it be just faster if someone else did it for them? You would think so. I know. I find that strange. 
I know. I, I, I was, when I first found that out years ago, I was very surprised that yeah. they did that because whenever we, whenever we did it, like when we did yeah. shows and that, um, <laughs> we had to get people to put it on. There was yeah, no way yeah. we could do it. But I suppose when they've put, when they've done thousands of shows and not just shows, even when they appear at, you know, they might, they might do a, uh, you know, something like the footy show or mm-hmm. something like that, where they're only going on there to talk for 15, 20 yeah. minutes. They put their makeup on. Jeez. God. So, okay. So do you collect the Kiss memorabilia? Like, do you have any of the dolls or, you know, stuff like that? <laughs> Go, once. What have you got? So, as part of my home insurance, mm-hmm. my content insurance, <laughs> I, I actually have uh, specified content, so I won't tell you how much for, but um, for my kids' collection. Wow. Um, and that's because we've sort of, unknowingly, I suppose in the beginning, we sort of collected things that we didn't know, you know, we didn't collect them because we thought they'd have value down the track, we just collected them. So, I've got uh, four Kiss Mego dolls, which were brought out in 1978 19, I think it was 1978 which are worth $400 each do you now. have them in a glass cabinet I did I actually <laughs> used to sleep with them <laughs> no I did recently. Recently. didn't quite do that but I did have them actually in a glass cabinet in a display cabinet and when I was long story but when I was going to move uh, houses I actually packed them all away in boxes so at the moment they're packed away in boxes oh, okay. but uh, yeah I'll, they'll, they'll be coming out again don't you worry about that <laughs> oh wow! What about what, you? Playtime. Yeah, playtime. 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 Uh, yeah, I've got um, you know guitars and uh, kiss guitars, and um, I've got one of my uh, friends uh, went to the uh, loft where Kiss rehearsed mm-hmm. in the seventies in New York City, and he thought he'd you know go in there. He went up and. Up the escalator and uh, or the elevator, I mean, and uh, it was a um, he went into the room that Kiss rehearsed, and it was like a office space. Okay, there was people working in mm-hmm. there, and thought, "Well, what's this guy want?" So anyway, he just said, "Oh no, I'm just looking for just looking for something." And then he left the office, went downstairs, and he chiselled some of the brickwork <laughs> out of the building. And um, he kept some, and he gave some to me. And so it's in a, it's in a frame with a picture really? of Jean. Yeah. So oh I've got some of the loft where they rehearsed in really? 1973. Just but on that, you're going to mention oh, yeah. Kiss 1980. So just to just to add to the, that story, um, and same as Darren, like I've I've bought like Gene Simmons guitars, Paul Stanley guitars, and stuff like that. Um, but just to add to his story and. Um, so in 1980 when Kiss toured and obviously Gene Simmons spits blood at the end of the concert um, we went down to where the stage was obviously they'd finished the show mm-hmm. um, and someone had caught Gene Simmons' towel that he wipes his face with at the oh. end of the show which is covered in blood um, so uh, my brother here he thinks oh you know he's looking at the towel and unbeknownst to the person he's who's holding the towel, he actually stole a thread of the towel <laughs> and it was Lost. in a frame. I don't know if he still got it, but it was in a frame for like I was 12. 15 years and he, he, that was his claim to fame back then. That was his best piece of memorabilia, this thread 
that was from Gene Simmons. And you know what? It was in a massive frame too. <laughs> oh this my this goodness. small thread Jeez. with blood on it was in this massive frame. Oh, okay. Well, who's your favourite in the band? Just quickly. Come oh, on. I think um, my favourite would be Gene, I think. Yep. Yeah, look, no, I'd agree with that. Mine, Jane. mine probably used to be Paul, but a lot of the interactions that we've actually had individually, uh, probably with Gene Simmons, and and probably um, he seems humble. Yeah, he, he he look, he probably does, and and he's probably the way I look at it. Though some people think he's arrogant and stuff like that, but he's worth three hundred million dollars, and you know, I'd probably a little be a little bit like that if I if I um. But was worth three hundred million, but but I think like as I said, I, I probably used to like Paul Stanley, but just because of the interactions we've uh-huh. had, and they make you feel, I don't know, they make you feel like you're not pestering them, or you know, they'll, yeah. they'll, you'll actually have like a a normal conversation uh-huh. with you. So, so does he still um, does he still breathe the fire at every show? Yeah, he, he yes. does, and the yep. spitting of the blood. Yes, like people go for that. Has, that, he, yes, has he ever singed his hair? Yeah, he has <laughs> set his he hair has. on fire. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So, all right. Talking about the shows coming up now, so are any of the originals going to play at these last shows? You'd think. Like, come on, if it's the end of the... So, the the, uh, the so obviously, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley are yeah. original, but yeah, yeah. Ace Freeland and Peter Chris uh, sort of, I suppose, an unknown at the moment. Um that I personally think they'll probably appear at the last show, but um, they've just said recently. Uh, Gene Simmons has just said recently that uh, the offer's out there, mm-hmm. but um, at one stage Peter, Cre- uh, sorry Ace Freely, said the the price has got to be right. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how much he, money he wants to appear. Um, he also he also wanted the existing member Tommy Thayer to sort of stand down i suppose and him put the makeup back on mm. but they said well that's not going to happen because the existing guys have been in the band for longer than peter chris and ace freely were um and with peter chris they've asked him uh, i think they've asked him numerous times but he hasn't uh but he basically hasn't responded to them and i don't think they're actually communicating with him whereas ace freely still uh communicates with with Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. Mm-hmm. This is just off topic for a minute. Just what you mentioned before about Gene being worth three hundred million dollars. A lot of people doesn't know don't know that he feeds about fifteen hundred children mm-hmm. a week. So he donates money to children in Africa. Okay. Um, and as long as they go to school and get an education, he'll donate the money to the families so they can feed. And Amazing. and make those uh, get those children an education. Mm. So good things that come out of uh, someone that's uh, got a bit of dough. Mm-hmm. Eh? So do you think the the Kiss legacy will continue in some form after this end of the road tour? Like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, what's going to happen? Like when they pass? Like, I know they want it to keep going, don't they? Well, yeah. Well, when you say they pass, what do you mean? I mean, I mean when they stop playing completely. <laughs> oh, and, and even when then. they, yeah. Where's Tina? I mean, don't they have sons? Didn't I hear that they, they were going to carry it on? Or it's, you tell me your it's, theory. It's funny you ask that because uh, I heard on a uh, on another radio station um, 
Oh, my God. I heard on another radio station this morning that they were talking about uh, Gene Simmons. and And they were talking about uh, Gene Simmons' son, who is, uh, I think, 203 centimetres tall. So, it's like six foot seven. So... They're both nice. they're both musicians. So, like, I don't know if Kiss will continue in a, in a, as a touring band with other people. I, I I personally don't think it'd be the same because obviously different personalities. But who knows? You know, stranger things have happened. Mm. I think it'll they'll, the the brand will continue. Um, I think you know they've sort of said there's so many hours and hours and and years worth of like video and um and and audio and they're as i said earlier they're repeat, they're releasing um what they call an off the soundboard series at the moment which are their own bootlegs okay. of concerts they've done um back Gene to the is 70s. going to continue with his solo band and i suppose paul will as well okay so wow oh so you know boys it's been like a pleasure having you in here at Radio Caro. Um, I've loved every minute of it. Um, have fun on the, um, you know, last end of the road tour. I mean, oh, it will it's be. Gonna be so it's going to be. A, it's going to be a, a blast. Yeah, you know? yeah. The only problem will be when we, because uh, we're getting a lot older. The last time we went to three nights in a row, we. Um, Darren's partner looked at us when we got out of the car and we couldn't actually quite get out of the car and we were all bent over like we couldn't walk properly and she goes what's wrong <laughs> and well we've been standing up for about five hours so oh wow yeah and he sent my partner a beautiful message too uh in 2019 he sent her a message a video message really yeah so um pain? no I didn't pay him <laughs> I didn't pay him at all he just uh he did it so it was really really nice of him um, but yeah, they they we love Kiss and we love mm. rock music yeah. in general. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, what's not been, to love. That's right, and that's we 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 love uh, Radio Karam. Yeah. So yeah, oh, thank you guys. Hey, new team, um, you? Of course, we're practically family. Aren't well, we? we are. We are. <laughs> um, you can contact Darren or Anthony Anthony Ludlow on the socials um, if there's any Kiss fans out there. Thanks for kissing. And this is another chapter in Kiss Story. Thanks, Tina. Thanks, Tina. Thank you very much.